They'd be strolling across a field in virtual reality talking about what was happening with the girlfriend or the boyfriend or how you're looking after your kids. And oh, hang on a second. What? One minute we're talking about masking fluid and the next it's like, so what's, what are your dreams? And what are you doing? Stop that. Wind back. Because these are normal people. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. This is episode 75. Don't uh, give a date. No, no, we're not giving a date. We're not giving a date. Not giving a date. No, no, no. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's episode 75. We're, we're reaching a master. It also happens to be, unfortunately, the week that we lose Dylan. And we've got Dylan on the show for the very first time. We managed to get him in here to see if he can cope with us two having a bit of a natter and a banter. As though we're lads down the pub having a drink. And I don't drink. I just drink orange juice. I'm boring. But there you go. That's the way it is. And what we thought we'd designated do Designated driver. That's it. Designated driver. <laughs> I'm always me. a designated yep. driver. I've got used to it. It's been it's been inbred in me now, sort of thing. So my wife's happy with that kind of thing. Um, so what we thought we'd try and do then is that normally we have a few key words and we would try and see what would come out of those kind of conversations. And we get little things that spark off kind of thing. Like I've got something here that just says... Uh, Art masking fluid. I don't know what you think about art masking fluid there, Garvin. It's just a bit of a random thing I've just picked up for watercolour. It's probably probably a load you of You really nonsense. are going random, random. We're yes, really going yeah. random, random here. We're just going to see what we right, need to get. Because we're, we've, we've just masked out We've just masked out Dylan's background with the green screen effect that we've exactly, applied. Yeah. So we can You're try and get... So there's a lucky there's dip a with the universe there. I honestly thought you'd have some idea of randomness with a certain amount of control... I can't even remember the three words you just said. It's like, you know, masking fluid. You know, uh, what was the first word? Yeah. What's masking. the first word? It's, it's called the art masking fluid. Well, the, I let's go with the art of masking. Masking, yeah. And, you know, that's what we're doing. I'm, the mask, I'm thinking of Zorro. I actually, I'm thinking of all the Marvel and DC shows I'm watching at the moment. And I, my daughter loves them, and I'm just sitting there going, well, here's the Flash again, he's going to run fast. We're 97 episodes in, and whatever he has to do, running fast is going to solve the problem. And, and, and they come up with astrophysics and multiverse this and nuclear you know, detonation anytime soon, and he, if he runs fast, can solve the problem. Actually, if he can run fast in his red leotard, with his mask on, he can solve the problem. Now, what's even better is it reminded me of the early days of Superman and Clark Kent, and he's working in the office, and he takes his glasses off. He's Superman. He puts them back on. No one has a bloody clue who it is. I've never seen such nonsense in my life. And the same with all the DC characters. They're wearing a Halloween mask. They're dark. They're, they're Zorro, and I don't know who it is, and they're a foot and a half away from me. Are you taking the holy but Jesus piss out of it? Uh, who are these people? Who, wh who are the audience that they're so thick and blind they can't see who it is? Is it that? So I don't like and I don't believe that simple little mask disguises all. But if it is that, I think we should get a pair of masks. I don't, and that's what we should do. And that's what we're going to do going forward. We're going to disguise who we are. We're going to enter the DC Marvel multiverse and we're going to be incognito in plain sight. And now we can get away with murder because no one can tell what the hell it's about. Right, the interesting you. thing there is we watched a, a, a TV show or a documentary on Netflix called Code Biased. And there was a young uh, African-American girl who was going in to do a PhD. And she was really fascinated with facial recognition software. And so she started 
trying to do some experiments in the software didn't seem to recognize her. and she went oh for goodness sake what was going on here what's what's the problem and she had one of those kind of uh, uh little white mask you know the kind of well i don't know forget the the character that it is but it's just a white mask white mask with eyes cut out just plain blank nothing she put it on and it recognized her straight away it recognized there was a face in front of it and she took it off and it just went there's no faces here and it just kind of indicated the bias that were going on that some of the software won't recognize and i think we're, we're we've been talking about ai and all that we love our sci-fi dylan do you love sci-fi we haven't really asked you that much but do you like the sci-fi stuff what sort of sci-fi would you watch if you watch sci-fi yeah no i'd definitely be interested in sci-fi i think i've probably from since i started editing your shows definitely gotten more of an interest it's something you talk about quite a lot and it's something you're obviously both passionate about but in terms of um yeah i wouldn't have watched any recently i i used to love sci-fi I, like i love any type of movie realistically so anything at all i'd be interested in movie related no it's, i'm it's, gonna it's, jump in here george and go you've started a qu- the sentence with a yes no you've answered with a non-answer of I like everything and nothing but anything and something but I don't know what it is but I'm not going to tell you but I would watch it if I could see it but I don't I, I can't remember any sci-fi program ever that I like come on give us a Daleks give us Star Trek give us Voyager well actually no us, let, let me give let us me, a program let me, con- <laughs> let me, no no let me continue on where I was going because I think this is quite interesting because we're the generation of television kids and what I'm what I'm interested in is, is what, what kind of games do you play then is, is games you know, what kind of games do you play? Is it more games that you would play than than uh, watching television? You know, I know that's a yes answer, but what kind of games would you play? I would, would I play? I yeah, recently I'd say during like this lockdown and pandemic, I would, I would probably play a more, more a lot more games than I would be watching stuff, just because it's an easier way. Let's say if you want to play with friends or usually it's that, it's that, it's a way to get that interaction back with people that. I think a lot of people have taken it now where they weren't into gaming before and now they're just, anything they can get their hands on, they're like, yeah, I'll try it out as long as I have someone to try it out with, you know? And it's, the, it's the team. So um, I, I know I've I've watched uh, my sons playing a few sort of combat game type thing and they normally have about four or five people in there. Um, and and it's they, they would be talking to people in Germany, Scotland, France, right around the world. Uh, so... Tell us about your experiences then. What kind of games is it that you're, you're playing and, and, and how how long would you spend on on those games? I'd probably... I'd spend, I'd spend too long on them games probably. But I'd... Like you were talking about sci-fi, there's a lot of good sci-fi games as well that I would... I've used to love and I even play up to now. There's a game called No Man's Sky. There's, um, there's a famous one called Mass Effect... There's a lot. There's loads. There's there's a lot of Star Wars games. I played a lot of them recently. I'm just yeah. Any any game that just that looks like it plays well looks looks interesting. You have to try it out nowadays because I I think my storage on my computer is almost gone all the time. I'm always deleting and reinstalling and. <laughs> now would you, I, I'm going to jump in, George, and go because. I'm observing from the outside and see every now and again, I was introduced to Minecraft by the kids. And then I started seeing 18 year olds making a couple of million a year talking shite at the screen, walking around in their underpants online, looking like a set of bricks, but multicolored together and going, have I, what's going on here? What, what the hell? I thought it was bad enough 
I, I'm reminded of uh, Father Jack in Father Ted, and he's going, how did that feckin' Egypt get on the TV? But at the same time, the programme that was there is, someone is making money. You're a user, you're a creator. My, my 10-year-old at the time was watching it, and it was just... When you listen to what was going on, nothing. It was nonsense. They were just talking. It wasn't even entertaining. It, they couldn't even make up words while walking around. Now it's a full narrated mini movie of walking around. Follow me. We're going to go on a hero's quest. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And they're making millions. And there's millions of people viewing this. And there's EA Sports. And it's worth more than the movie cinemas put together. So... We can play the game and we can have a little bit of light relief. We can create the game or we can be this storyteller, narrator, super user, you know, super creator within the game. Do you want to be a player or do you want to be a viewer? <laughs> I think it's it. I know my youngest son, um, he started to get into that kind of streaming. There's something called Steam and, and he was actually streaming on Steam some of the games play that he was have, and that now you've mentioned a short time ago this uh, clubhouse that seems to be more for executives. But in Steam, it seemed to be the gamers could actually come on as you were live streaming your your game, and other people could comment on what you were doing or or ask for uh, how do you solve certain problems and what's going on, and he could go off and demonstrate that kind of stuff. And that seemed to be the way. And it's again, it's that social interaction. In in many cases, it's probably not so much a conversation as you're saying there um although i know i know my son in canada he would he would come online and he'd play with my son here in northern ireland uh and they'd be chatting about stuff and then all of a sudden there'd be a crisis in the game and they'd all sort of come together to rescue one of their partners who'd just been shot or they needed to pick up a whole load of goods to uh like guns and uh uh, first aid packs and then they'd, they'd go back into their normal as they're strolling across before the circle encloses around them they'd be strolling across a field in virtual reality talking about what was happening with the girlfriend or the boyfriend or how you're looking after your kids and oh hang on a second well <laughs> and then all right we've got that problem sorted out so what were you saying about your wife <laughs> you know? and that's how the conversation would go on all evening and then and then they'd say all right we better go out we, we need to respawn into another game because we just got killed in that one and uh, they kind of go, oh. and that was the kind of game that was their entertainment. And it was there wasn't there wasn't so much the story. It was just there was a, a task set for them and they had to try and achieve that task by the end of a set time. And that's which I've got to keep watching the, the clock because I haven't got any reference to any time at the moment in the way that we're recording this. So we could be talking for hours and not know it. But I think I've got a good gauge of where where this show should end. <laughs> so, see how it goes. It was over before it started, George. Never mind. You know, actually, I'm seeing the game again. You're playing the game, but it's it's not the... I am remembering my first game ever. It was Actually, it was a ZX81 computer, and it was literally a, the, the table tennis, the black bar going up and down the screen, and if you flicked it fast enough, you could hit the, the ball that would go flying off the other side, and... You could spend hours on that nonsense. Now, as you said, you go in, it's it's the oasis. It's real time, real world, you know, multiplayer, multiverse. There's a there could be a hundred people in there, kill them all, be last man standing. Or as you said, people can they're in different areas of the game. The, the actual game maps are as big as some bloody countries are. You're go, it's oh, oh it's, there, it's, there's it's, one that's a complete universe with about sixty two thousand or so planets in it so you could go That's out there and yeah. never get to the end never yeah 
you could the problem is it become I think it's another thing not after life but second life and you could go in that's it people are moving in there and they're living now they're they're existing where they are but they're going in like the oasis to go to live to go to play to go to meet to go to greet and or to actually in some of them in that film the oasis the ones that had run, used up their credits and their tokens had to go to work in the game to build the areas for the other players because, as you, like Minecraft, these areas don't, unless it's built by AI, don't just appear. There's builder architects out there planning landscapes and moonscapes and adventures and traps and all the rest of it. Somebody has to build the imaginary in in a virtual realm for you to go escape to it's real it's as it's more real for an awful lot of people than reality and so do you go escape do you go play or do you go work you can go work and earn and be a star i think i keep on saying to my lad please stop being the user Go be the creator yeah. if you're going to spend that amount of time stop spending and start investing and now you can, there are ways of monetizing that, that I would advise as a business person, if you're going to do it, look to be the player in the sense of be the player and win and earn and be the showman as opposed to pressing little buttons and getting blown up. Well, the interesting thing is that what you're talking about is another hierarchy that's being set up and it replicates the real world extremely so because you've got the same kind of issues and the same problems that there are some that have more and there's some that have left. And it, there was a kind of curve that you get that if you're on the on the on the rise, you could be earning more and more and more. But if you suddenly join in the whole system on the on the downside uh, you're basically it's going to flatline at a certain point and you never generate any income from that kind of thing. But it is. I know that um, there used to be, I'm not sure if it's a PlayStation 2 advert. Now, I know we're talking quite a few years ago, but it used to be that you'd see these images of these people in slums virtually saying how they'd been champions in the world. They'd, they'd, they'd achieved all these goals. But in reality, they hadn't achieved anything. In fact, their lives were so bad that they needed some form of escapism. And you could suddenly see that in that same virtual world, if they're not careful, they could end up being slaves to that system because the same protocols will actually be applied. And there would be some kind of form of slavery. If you're being forced to work and you get into debt and it goes the bad way, you could find yourself being slaved into there uh, and not being able to get out. So there's there's a sinister side to that whole area as well, I think, which which is why I think it's it's interesting watching back to the sci-fi thing because those ideas are explored. Even way back in the likes of the Twilight Zone in the 60s, they would have explored some of those ideas, and now we're seeing it played out in the kind of games that we're actually seeing at the moment, which I think is, is, is actually quite scary, because I, I know that um, when you look at the world around you, and you, you kind of go, right, how do, I, how do I interact in the world around us? And we, in this particular last year or so, have been forced to stay within closed doors. We almost could be on a spaceship that's going to Mars or going to Jupiter or something purely because we're confined to the corridors of our homes or the rooms of our homes or whatever little outside bits we have because we're not allowed to interact with other people outside other than through screens. I mean, if you think of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, um, some of the characters were up there. There was, there was somebody going up to... No, I think it was on the sort of the, the spiral space station 
and he was talking to his wife and he was putting in a credit card and they were peering on a screen and having a chat like this and he got to see his kids and we're sitting there kind of going here we are in 2021 doing exactly that with the technologies that we have at the moment just to be able to keep connected even to someone that's only a few miles away from where we are at the moment i mean that that in itself is quite scary so we're, we're all looking forward and we we know that during the conversations we've had that we you know any time now we'll be out any time now we'll be out <laughs> and here we are 75 episodes later we're still still in that kind of environment but at least we get a chance to talk to people and i think that's what the the social interaction is is really all about you know um i mean dylan in in what you're doing because you're Tell us a little bit about your experience of, of working with us, because in a way, there's something similar in, in that kind of story that Garvin was talking about, of working online. You're now working sort of online and interacting with us. So tell us a little bit about your experience of doing that. How did you find that? And how did it compare to the gameplay that you're doing? I think, luckily for me, in the in what I've been doing with editing, it's it's mostly going to be you're not going to have that much that much interaction apart from like meetings and stuff anyway because it's all going to be on i'm going to be on the computer constantly so i think being online more than help with my work i think it helped with it's just like again interaction we were talking about earlier it's more just working with others and kind of we we have our meetings in the morning and at uh, half four and the ones i think later on are probably the most helpful for me I think uh, Rebecca and Scott, the other interns, found the same, where we would show all of our work together and no one held back. It was like, yeah, that's that's crap. There's no that's, holding that's, back. Yeah, it's rip yeah, you and no one. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's the best way to go about it. It's not. There's no um. There's no. Oh, that's good. When it's not, you know, you can't. You can't have that realistically. So, I think having that online, because I think I think if, when you're in person with people, there's there's a certain you hold back a bit more, I think. At least I, at least I do. I don't know about you, Stu. I've ever heard Garvin sometimes be like, nope. No, Garvin doesn't hold back. Garvin's <laughs> <Yeah>. full blast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have to I'm turn all getting, the levels I'm down. Just getting ready. We're, we're ranking just... everything up. We have to turn him right down just to be able to stay at the same level. <laughs> you, know that, when you, you know when the speed of my voice is increasing and the velocity and the, the volume, and oh, I'm either getting excited or I'm about to explode. And, oh, I've and, seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know what it was all. I, I suppose once in a while, it's it's that's my problem, and that's what it always has been. I need a mirror on myself. That's a, cu- a couple of. It's like pre. Actually, the film uh, precog in a Mission Impossible. It's not Mission Impossible. It was uh, what's that? Minority film Report. Minority, Minority Report. The precogs. Yeah. Yeah. I need a bit of precog in front of me to go. You're just about to do this. That's how it's going to, you know, come out. You're getting faster. You're. What are you doing? Stop that. Wind back. Because these are normal people and they're not able for this. <laughs> Nobody is able for this. You're not even able for this if it mirrored back to yourself. So I have, I'm not, I don't have that precog. I, George, I'm spending years trying to stop myself doing that and be aware of others and what they see and hear, which is me. But no, there's no filter. Filter's off. It's, it's starting to get momentum. 
I'm processing, and I keep on t- saying to people, I process on the outside. I'm arriving at it, what it is I'm trying to say. I don't know what it is at the beginning, but I just chucked a couple of sentences out there to start to get me going. And I will get to the answer. And the poor interns and George have witnessed this on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm shutting in when I'm ready. I'm, I'm throwing the coal on that steam uh, engine that George talks about. And then when, I, then when I get to that level of steam, I do the, I do the back to the future and it sort of takes off a warp power. It just went from steam to warp factor five. People on the outside that are not close to the inner circle are going... What the hell is going on over there? There's someone screaming their head off at 90 miles an hour at these poor people, and they're, and they're frightened. They're, they're like bunny rabbits in the headlights around them. They're not even talking. Some of them are shaking. I think some of them wet themselves. They don't, they, and then they're, they'll run away afterwards, or they'll, they'll, they'll be a little you know, beep out of them or something, but they won't answer back because that could set them off on another one. I, I, never, I don't learn as much as I could learn if I just threw out question, open-ended questions, maybe get an answer. No. Nope. Still not doing it, still can't do it. And I'm frightening the bejesus out of people left, right and centre. And I don't think I'm going to change anytime soon. I haven't learnt my lesson, I can't. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing is that every time we switch on the record button on these cameras, you slow down. You slow down to a real good, gentle place. And your words, people actually listen. They're kind of going, oh, I can listen. What people? Can what, listen what users are we no. talking about, George? We're they're, not... They're, well, that, well, That's me, back me and, to, you're working here in precog space. You must be working yeah. three years from now going, yep, these people are listening and going, I can't even find Yeah, yeah, There's I no- think they will be. They will be. They will be. <laughs> They'll be out there, there soon enough. There. But, but, but we, we are slowing down, which I think is really good. Whereas I noticed that in, in, in some of the meetings that we've had, you do go very, very, very fast and people can't quite sort of jump in. But in these sessions, you've slowed down even more so than when we have our normal kind of, you know, 4.30 little sessions. And I think that that's that's pretty good because then the audience, when we do build it up, and they will get there, get to see that other side of you that they never they haven't had a chance to get yet. So no, maybe this what we should conflict. do is switch on your recording. The weird thing is, I'm no, I'm not watching. I, I, we keep on saying we might go into TikTok. We probably will at some stage. We have to figure out the how and what the look and the feel is. But... The, I, the little snippets that sneak in into my streaming on my phone is there might be Bitcoin things and, and my, uh, Jordan Peterson's giving a talk. But the Jordan Peterson stuff is snips from the past and it's just maybe a, a lecture he gave and it's cut down to 15 seconds, 30 seconds or something. And it's a soundbite. But then there's a bunch of other people are going, you have 15 seconds to talk at 90 miles an hour as fast as humanly possible to fit as much in. And I am now actually recognising what I love in the language of Seinfeld is I'm a fast talker. I'm a loud talk, loud fast talker. I don't like low talkers or slow talkers because I'm tripping up waiting for them to finish or I can't bloody hear them. There's no fear of not hearing me and your problem is you have to record it and slow it back down to find out what the hell I said, because keeping up is the problem. Right. One of the things that happens is that when you talk, everybody kind of goes... That's back. because I'm usually six foot six yeah. and looming forward yeah. as well. No, no, it's because they're being blasted into the... They kind of bleh, splat on there, right? When people talk low, everybody leans in to hear them because they can't quite hear them. And that's done deliberately. And it keeps them... You know, most people no, when they're I actually listening the do George. actually go in. I'm gone. I'm going. <laughs> what are these? I can't. 
I can't that, hear you. People. What are you saying? Speak up. <laughs> enunciate to the back of the hall. That's, you, it, there's an audience. It just happens to be not in the room. It's on the planet. It's listening. That You keep on saying, get that sound right. Jerry Seinfeld, that's what he loved. It was these characters, the low talker. And the whole rip and the whole show was, all you could hear was, and every, it wasn't everyone was leaving. It's just no one understood no one heard, anyone that did hear heard their version of what they thought they heard, which was not the same, five people in the room, none of them heard the same thing or interpreted it. It was, it's, this is the game. They always say, enunciate, pronunciate, you know, bring everyone in. It's not go down, because I was always tall at the discos. So chatting up the girls at discos is I had a bunch of five foot five mates. I was the sort of the, 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 the albino basketball player in plain sight. And I had to bring the conversation up to me because otherwise it was six heads and I was left out. If the girls were down there with the boys, then I had to break in, raise the volume, fast talk, entertain, rip them a new one, separate them, and then take control of who gets what girl, who goes dancing. So you, you have to play the game. You have to get that, do you want to dance in before anyone else did? And if you didn't get the what the dance, what, do you want to dance in? You got to get those little jokes. You had to compete for attention to then get, do you want to get the dance in? Otherwise, it was, there was this noise level below you that relationships were forming and you were going, what did he say? What did he say? Who? No. Take control. Bring it to you. Move the conversation. Bring it up a level. Change the pace. And then everyone else has to keep up. But isn't that the problem? Because what you've just now said is that there were relationships developing below and you because ah, you they were down there so low talking, leave them out of they yeah, wouldn't be able to. But they for were still anyway. but their relationships were actually developing. That's what you said. They were developing relationships. So you had to bring them up so they had to compete. I had to give them a choice of a lesser of two evils in most cases, because what they didn't realise was those lads you don't want to know. <laughs> they're the they're the quick in or the quick in and quick outs. I was the, the long the long haul player. You know, I, I went long game. You know, you can feck up for a while with that bunch. You'll, you'll learn your lesson soon enough. You'll be back to me. <laughs> well, I think, I think, well, I mean, it's interesting because uh, we were watching one of the shows this morning. Um, my mum suddenly said, why is he talking about burger baps? <laughs> Where did you get the burger bap from? He didn't mention anything about burger baps. Oh, I thought that's what he said. <laughs> She kept, went on eating her porridge, and, then, and that's all no, she was that me, or I hope it was somebody else. That was you. All right, that George, what you. did I say? What did I say that was burger bap related? <laughs> I have no idea, because she sat there for a couple of minutes, sort of pondering on it before she actually said, did he say burger baps? What's yeah. burger baps got to do with it? And okay. that's actually what we like. If no people idea. get to see these shows or listen, there is not... If we don't know what we're going to say next, there's no bloody way they're going to predict it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the element of the unknown. That little <clears throat> surprise something. There'll be, a, so, there'll be a certain amount of parameter that you're going to have a story. You're going to give a little business lesson. You're going to do some sort of reflection. You're trying to inject your personality into it. You're trying to extract theirs out of it. If there's a guest, we're going to find your personality, Dylan. You don't know it yet. We're going to break you and rebuild you. Well, if we go back to um, sci-fi, just a touch, and then we won't be in sci-fi. What was interesting yesterday is I have to do a, a written piece for this weekend. And 
we were i was talking i actually interviewed my sister because she was a shepherd and we went through the whole the social connections of sheep now i'm thinking about do electric uh, do android electric stream sheep dream of electric of, um, sheep yeah and that's where the where? idea came from there so there's a connection to <laughs> and it was just fascinating you know just hearing her stories about you know the battle she had with these sheep and uh, being headbutted with and being left with a bloody nose with one you know and all the other kind of crazy stuff but i, I got a really good interview from her and uh, i went right there's my story she just was reminiscing about certain things from the past and that's that's reality it's just that she was out in the in the green fields and the pastures and all that kind of stuff and i thought that was kind of fascinating just sort of that actually getting a chance to interview somebody and just take notes down the old-fashioned way and just listening to them and seeing what they had to say and let them unravel their story that that's that's the key thing that's what we probably have to do more of is is listen to people telling their stories so we need to listen to, to, to go on to Dylan, you gotta story. get in you gotta get in what's your Jump story in. rory <laughs> do you have a sheep story or a <laughs> electric <laughs> dreams <laughs> electric dreams i don't dreams. particularly have a sheep story now oh no. <laughs> right, i've got one for you now because I, i'm going to go back yeah. for a second because we touched on star trek and the weird thing is on star trek they were going on their voyage of discovery but they had the holodeck they had the escapism in A or I or wherever the hell it is. They went off and could go anywhere in the universe creating the holodeck and going for a holiday. And it could be a fight, it could be an adventure, it could be relaxation. You've got the holodeck, where are you going? Yeah, I always get, whenever I'm in, in meetings with you or anything, it's always the deep questions. <laughs> I'm like deep life changing and I'm, I'm sitting here like, not expecting it it was like one 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 minute we're talking about masking fluid and the next it's like so what's what are your dreams and it's like wait what <laughs> it's like processing it and that's the great thing about it you're going and that's the the power of the six degrees of separation you're going how do you yeah. jump from this to that you know how you know how do we go from you know shaking a stick in a cave in our underpants to go to basically flying drone helicopters on Mars. You know, it's it's a journey of knowledge, a journey of dreaming, a journey of manifestation, of ideation, of if you can dream it, it can be made possible, or it can be, you know, put back together some version of it. You know, I do, actually, there's the thing, what's your views on ancient aliens or, or myth, mythology, or do you believe the pyramids or 800, or what's the one to the front, the Sphinx? There's new, 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 new signs out there saying it's 800,000 years old. We're in our own, we're, we're basically with monkey hair, you know, 50,000 years ago. So do you believe we are seeded? Do you believe in evolution? Do you believe in aliens? You know, I actually, I think I more want to believe than I don't know if I necessarily believe. I feel like, I'm one of those where it's like maybe there's something out there, and I, I'd like I I want there to be something out there more than I believe there to be something. Ah, out you've there, listened you know? to Area 52 the show. We want. <laughs> no, actually, he, he's just he's just he's just given us the the tagline that's on the X Files poster with the alien. I want to believe that's what was in there. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned, I didn't even hadn't even. That's probably just built into me somewhere that was probably in my subconscious somewhere so indirectly <laughs> that says we don't want to be alone in the universe yeah definitely i think so anyway no do you believe they're under the sea they'd be born if there wasn't yeah. there needs to be something doesn't there 
But uh, that, that's it. And if there isn't, it doesn't matter. I suppose when Columbus left one land and went to the other, he expected to find a bunch of people on the other side. Or maybe the expectation is there is someone on the other side. There's someone out yeah. there. Because there's as many stars in the sky as there's grains of sand on the planet. There's, there's, there's more than we can ever count. And the maths says there should be statistically. But the maths also says we're already an impossibility of circumstance and probability to exist in the first place. Now, the, uh, the maths also says is it's too bloody perfect. It has been created, we've been seeded, and we've been placed. You can't get a moon at that distance, this distance from a star, at that speed, to create that tidal current, to then... So, so I'm very... There is actually an architect. There's actually there an architect. There is the architect. And There's an architect, you, I, yeah. And it's like that thing, like, it's, it's that, the, the five, the, the number again, it's the maths is too perfect, but we're only learning the language, and the language is not the languages of English and all the rest of it. The language of the universe is maths. Well, I, I think one of the problems that we tend to have is that we have what we... Like, like okay, you send the Voyager out in 1970-something or other with a, with a gold disc on it, and you kind of go, there you go, that'll tell you all about us. And they get this gold disc, and they kind of go, what do you do? Do you eat it? <coughs> You know, <laughs> how do we play this? You know, they didn't even know we play this gold disc. We put some, oh, there's some funny squiggly lines on there. And they're meant to know that that's, you need a record deck. Well, where's the record deck? You know, hang on, has a stylus broken? <laughs> and now we're not even using those things. There, we're, 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 you know, when the information comes back to us, we're using digital stuff. We've, we've given up the record player. We've given up the tape recorder, you know. <laughs> You know, when they come back, they kind of go, they'd send us a disc back and we, nobody would know how to use it, even on the planet, because we've changed our technology so much. <laughs> you know? So if we keep changing all the time, how how's anybody out there? Dylan has actually just now said that one of the problems that he has with us is trying to decipher how to work into the conversation because we keep going from one thing to another. How are the aliens meant to do that? If, you know, they kind of go, hang on, I thought they... No, no, hang on, we've got that wrong. Oh, there's strange characters here. You know, they, I ain't going back to the beginning. I ain't going back to the beginning because <laughs> I took the first two words, but the last... Wasn't this... Was the last word fluid. 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 And that's what we're doing. We're flowing. We're on the flow. It's not static. It's not ice. It hasn't frozen over. We're going with the flow and we're seeing where it goes we're fluid in thought and pro that's the whole you know it's fluid we don't want a conversation that's structured and stale and stayed and because that is that the interview there is your question there is your answer yes no gone over lead we're meant to be leading all interviews with open closed questions but if you don't take the hook it goes back to closed again your first yeah. few answers to us was i know you answered the question but you were a fantastic politician you answered it, but didn't say anything. You're that's, that's funny. I, I actually hate politics, so... But you'd make a good one. Snap out of that. I'd better snap out of that. No, because I remember you asked me about sci-fi movies, and I, I like obviously I know a lot of sci-fi movies. Like, I would have... Your Blade Runners and all, I would have been a massive fan of. And I, I, I use, use of Star Trek. I haven't watched a lot of it. I've only watched, um, I think, one or two of the movies back in the day. But, yeah, that's something I think you're even watching. I think there's a program now, isn't there? No, see the, ga watching. the gas thing is for Star Trek for us was the was literally the journey of technology. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're actually 
on a journey of self-fulfillment from the early Star Treks, which introduced the mobile phone, the medical scanner, uh, nanotechnology, biotechnology, the holodeck, AR, IR. You've got to go back to the, 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 I think it's the late 60s, it might be 65 to 68. When you watch it, watch it with technology in mind and see what they're doing. Because literally, I don't think there's a piece on it that hasn't self-fulfilled. Yeah. They're even trying to do the the transporter uh, to and that's what they're saying. The journey for yeah, instantaneous yeah. travel is that's the thing. No, the beam. If you watch the carbon, um, what's, what's that? Alter, alter, oh, is it alter, alter carbon. Alter carbon. The concept yeah. is we've got data centers, and it's and we had it in a lot of our shows going. The beam me up and beam me down is there. It's just not beaming up and down matter. It's beaming up and down the ones and zeros that make up intelligence, who you are, brain waves. It's it's beaming video up and down. It's beaming if we captured who we are in terms of our and there's a lot of films out there, but they're now saying that journey is happening. We can, we can get a plug in and we can move things around to get a monk. Elon Musk has a monkey playing tennis or something at the moment on, but using their mind and the plug-in tech to to move objects. If you if you beam up and beam down the intelligence and capability, you can move it into a clone or you can move it into a, a, a 3D print or something or maybe a robot that you build that can move. Because we can move robotic parts at a distance from here. If you got that monkey to move the Mars rover, he can do it if he has the right plug-in. Yo, so therefore, where are the monkeys moving objects at a million, a billion miles away via the waves being beamed up and down. We are, we're just not that matter effect yet. They're working on that. But maybe the matter doesn't matter anymore because every alien movie out there was about the mind and not the body. So you're on that journey. Go see Star Trek. Go learn a few things because Elon Musk and the boys are going, they're naming that ship Enterprise when it happens. (laughs) They're going there. I think one of the things that um, we're all talking about materialistic uh, aspects and no, nobody's actually talked about the kind of spiritual side of it because there there is a spiritual element also within the the sci-fi stuff that's being there. You know, the, and, and quite often it's, it's because we are so stuck in this material world, we have to see it, we have to feel it, we have to, before we believe it, we miss out on the possibility that they're actually here kind of shouting at us, kind of going, George, I'm here. Will you just turn around and have a conversation with me? George, come on, come on. You know, ah, oh, for goodness sake, you know. And that's that's probably what the problem is, is that they're actually here talking to us and, and to, you know, they can't get us to respond to them because we haven't got the facilities <laughs> to be able to recognise. The thing here is, here. George, they could be doing little jiggy dances on TikTok and we wouldn't have a bloody notion because we can't tell the difference between the human race and that bunch now and they'd have to step their game up a bit just to be seen and heard now on our media. That's the craziness yeah. of it. Yo, you were a grey, you were a lizard, you were something else. You go, you wouldn't blink twice if you walked down the street in a chicken outfit in this planet now. That we're, We've been dumbed down and made immune to, you know, you're, you're going to have, alien, you're going to have to step up your game. We've done, we, you know, Ripley has, has sliced and diced you all a new one through Aliens 1 <laughs> to 5. Predator, 
you know, I me, me daughter could kick the holy bejesus out of that. You're going, you know, they gotta, you know, they gotta be more armed and armed coming forward for the likes of us because we've thought of every bloody possibility they could ever come up with and dress up with, from robot to to you know what. If they turn up half naked, grey or otherwise, we're just gonna smack them over, get on the ship and go ourselves. They gotta, they gotta step up a game. They, they, the robotic dogs, you know, Boston Scientific and 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 that one there, no. Yeah, even the Daleks when we were looking at them in the good old day, it was a tin, it was a dustbin with a couple of sticks yep. sticking out the side yep. on a row on on, on on wheels. Now later on they copped on and took the wheels away and said they could float. So that gave them a little bit more like believability because otherwise you run up behind them just tip the bins. Every 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 little Anton Mikko Janko I ever grew up with as the lads, we used to go around knocking down bins and you're going. A couple of Daleks made an appearance near Rose, you're going, you'd have them turned over in the morning, you'd have opened up the tin can, and you would have chucked them out into the bin and got inside yourself and went off, we are the Daleks, and you're on, you're, you're having a bit of crack. Step up your game, aliens. Though. We're well prepared. Yeah, I think, I think that's the difference between us in the West. We, we feel that we have to get tin cans all around us, you know, even spaceships. But if you look at the Eastern... TV series, they're quite often the opposite. There's a there's it, there's a there's an entity that comes that can materialize in front of you and do all kinds of stuff and then vanish before your eyes. Whereas we still have to have the tin can before we can actually do that and try and ro- turn it into a robot. And they're kind of going, you don't need robots where we come from. <laughs> so, well, there you anyway. go. Is a sh- will it be a ship that arrives or is it going to be? Why would you bother with a ship if you have the full space to instantaneously travel between multiverses? You don't need a feckin' ship. If you can do that, you just pop yourself in and back out to your side because mixing metal and matter is going to be a bit more complicated than not. Well, the, the science that you're starting to see now is indicating it's more likely to be that, the, 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 the multiverse-type idea and flipping from one thing to another than it is massive great big spaceships going between different planets the way that we keep thinking you know we're still thinking about the lorry loads of stuff and we just have to turn them into spaceships to get to the next asteroid so we can mine the thing and maybe that's all the wrong thing we should be thinking about something totally different we are probably getting to the end of this show so we we probably have to wrap it all up now and uh draw it to some kind of conclusion so we started off with uh art masking fluid which kind of led us on to the kind of green screen effect and into sci-fi we did try and sort of bring it right back again. We were talking about androids and electric sheep at one point, and then Star Trek turned up in the middle of it as well. We started to look at whether or not do we need to have the tin can to wrap ourselves around in so that we can go out into space, or do we just need to dematerialize and materialize somewhere else, which is probably the best idea, but we haven't yet got that technology. More than likely, we have the aliens shouting in our ear, but we just can't hear because we're not tuned into them properly. But from Garvin's perspective, they need to tune into us, not the other way around. <laughs> so, but that's maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, who's, who's got the superior intelligence at the moment? Probably Garvin at the moment. So, so they have to do as he's asking them to do. Otherwise, they'll, they'll, they'll clear off somewhere or he'll make them clear off. So we've come to the end of our show. And I think we should stop babbling on there. <laughs> Dylan, it's been fantastic having you with us over the last 10 weeks or so working on the projects we wouldn't have achieved what we've done without you being there along with Rebecca and Scott over the last few weeks it's been it's been great having the experience working with you from our perspective as well so you know we hope that you'll keep in touch with us and hope that um, definitely yeah 
you know, we'll, we'll somewhere along the line, our, our paths will all cross and we'll, we'll be making films or doing something in, in a kind of creative world together, you know, digitally, which I think would be fantastic. So, Garvin, would you like to say a few words just before we close the show? I'm going to just chuck in. Do electric sheep dream? Yes, they bloody do. They have nightmares. And that's what they know what's coming down the line. So I'm no sheep. I do dream. I'm your nightmare. Wake up or I get you. <laughs> Take care. See you soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.